0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, May 21st, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You Podcast. This is episode 68, Combat. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. Bryce uh had a scheduling conflict, so he will not be able to attend this week's combat episode. But we should all be back next week, y'all. Um, with that though, what will we what will we be covering today, right? We have on the boxing tip, we have the main event of Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko, and then we'll switch over to the UFC, where we had the fight night that took place at the Vegas Apex Arena with Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Uh, Without further ado, I'm going to let Matt take over and take us into the boxing Where I'll chip in because I did catch a bit of this main event, but go ahead, Matt. So
1: on the boxing tip, we had Devin Haney going against Vasily Lomachenko. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko was almost the undisputed champion. He held every title except one. And in the fight for Undisputed, he lost to Tiafima Lopez through uh essentially through just the ebb and flow of the world and through combat sports. Right. Lomachenko has now found himself in a position to now win the undisputed titles that have already been collected, but they are now possessed by Devin Haney. Mm-hmm. Devin Haney, 24 years old, undefeated, young upstart, uh pretty much is more than anything else been fighting to get his respect. Um had a lot of fights uh in Mexico that people question the validity of, and then you know, he has caught criticism after criticism as to why he's beaten all of his different opponents. Vasily Lomachenko on paper and pretty much in every aspect was the largest task that was going to be placed before him. Um, So it was essentially a 24-year-old looking to prove himself against the 34-year-old that was looking to show that he still had it. Mm -hmm. And both guys proved themselves, I believe. I think Mm -hmm. everybody proved their point last night. This fight was extremely close. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to start off by giving just out the gate, the winner of the fight was Devin Haney. I'm going to be honest and give my opinion that I do, in fact, believe Devin Haney was the winner of the fight. What I did not agree with was the judging of the fight. Um, even though the judging favored Devin Haney, there was a scorecard that, that was, a was a little little 116 to 112 that yeah. no, neither fighter, I feel, deserved that score. Other two, he won by about a point or so, if I'm not mistaken. I felt like, as far as Devin Haney and Lomachenko were concerned, that you could really tell that they had very specifically had camps tailor-made for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, There were little things that they both did, um, specifically stepping out to the side, um, Devin stepping out to his left, throwing a hook, and Lomachenko stepping out to his right, throwing a jab, but throwing it almost on an angle where he can catapult it. Um, A lot of footwork, a lot of body work, and I really felt like, the body work was the difference maker for Devin Haney, especially going down, uh, down the stretch. Because again, this is a 12 round fight. 12 rounds is a very long time to, to, um, to be in a fight. And I thought both guys showed that they had the ability to do so. Um, And somewhat amazingly, it was like Lomachenko didn't catch his second win, but his third or fourth win on like the back end of this fight and just was stepping on the gas Um, on the whole back end of the fight. I thought that for the most part in a lot of these rounds they were trading uh rounds off. One guy won this round, and I felt like some of these rounds could have been a bit uh preference rounds. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a handful of rounds that were clear for Lomachenko, handful of rounds that were clear for Devin Haney, but I felt like the fight just was super, super close. I felt like the right person won in Devin Haney, but I can hear the argument of Lomachenko winning though. Like I said, the only thing I really didn't agree with was that the scorecards and the fact that anybody could give Devin Haney round 10 when he was like, yeah, he was all gone. virtually out on his feet. Yeah. But shout out to him for being tough. You know what I'm saying? And being able right. to push through that and come back and finish that fight. Cause that's crazy. Um, overall, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I thought it was a great fight. I thought it was an extremely tactical fight, but it, It was tactical without the sacrifice of it being entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't sacrifice entertainment value. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Uh, You know, we saw Shakur Stevenson jump in the ring uh, right at the conclusion of the fight. Uh, Obviously uh, the next fight to make is Devin Haney and Shakur Stevenson. So we'll see if that ends up happening or how that can end up going down. Um, But I'll kind of leave it at that. TJ, what were your thoughts?
0: I mean, for I I mean I feel like you hit the nail on the head and to be fair too like I missed the first four to five rounds of the the bout, um but yeah the judging just seemed a little extreme uh there was that one super wide margin on that one card that didn't make any sense, and then there was one thing too where uh in round eleven where I thought okay Lomachenko might be showing his age a little bit. He was pressing on the gas in round eleven. At some point, he kind of stopped pressing it a little bit. I don't know if you saw that as well, Matt. But mm-hmm. like he was like giving it to him. And then he kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, that could have just been because his gas tank was starting to kind of you know run a little bit on empty. I mean, he is older, right? He's thirty-four years old fighting against a twenty-four year old. Is what it is. But man, round ten and eleven, crazy showing for Lomachenko. Thirty-four
1: years old, two-time Olympian with like right. four hundred plus amateur fights.
0: Right. You know, so well, he
1: ain't really 34, really like 74 in, fighting <laughs> in <age>. fighter
0: years, <laughs> in fighter years, right? Um, but yeah, like a very impressive showing for Lomachenko, probably, you know, a, not probably, definitely a disappointing outcome for him, but I don't think his stock goes down. Um, yeah, and then shout out Devin Haney, man. Uh, but you know everything especially from the face off at the weigh-ins to now is like oh he's trying to go heel that usually doesn't play well statistically speaking the one who goes crazy during the face off is usually the one who's like sending themselves up for an l but that wasn't the case here um very entertaining fight for sure uh yeah that was all my thoughts on it i feel like you covered everything else really well um
1: well we also had um ufc going on last night we had Did we UFC, Yeah, we did. UFC Vegas 73 fight night. uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Also on that card, we had, yeah, at the Apex. We also had Edmund Shabazzian versus Anthony Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Emily uh, Ducote versus Lupita Godinez. Mm -hmm. We had Andre Fialio again. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> and Joaquin Buckley and we had Diego Ferreira and Michael Johnson and uh, for those of you who don't know I'm not saying it in a in a derogatory way that we got him again it's just Andre Fialio is a busy ass fighter we've covered was, his like, whole career in again.
0: the UFC yeah we've covered his whole career in the UFC doc. Damn
1: bro get a hobby like,
0: right, like dude Okay, so to add to what Matt just said, when they like showed Fialio on screen, they're like he was the most active fighter last year. Matt, like, yeah, no <laughs> he shit, he had the most <laughs> fights in the UFC,
1: bro. Yeah, my fuck was fighting like he had bookies on his ass. Whatever, <laughs> right. my fuck was fighting all the time. <laughs> like,
0: like, like, chill. Uh, uh, all right, well, With
1: TJ, that. you wanna you wanna open it up? Yeah, man, get into this, Diego. Listen,
0: let me tell you something real quick. Um, Is it me or was it like three out of five fights were finishes, right? This was another, like this fight night. Nobody was last playing night, last night, night, man. night, man. This fight night and last night, we had some back-to-back like, hey, it ain't mm-hmm, personal. Bro. I just got to get you out of here, dog. Hey, uh, if you do your Googles. <laughs> look at that preliminaries,
1: about half the preliminaries for TKOs too. I heard they I was, were cooking on the everybody was too. going to sleep. They was giving out NyQuil last night.
0: Yeah. But yeah. We got Michael Johnson versus Diego Fajeda at lightweight. Uh both fighters similar in age, right? Um I wouldn't say like similar records, but like, you know, Johnson is like the veteran. He's you look at who he's fought, but he's fought like Habib, he's fought everybody, right? Then Diego Ferreira, I think he was coming off, off of a long absence. Correct me if I'm wrong. But this was a meetup at lightweight round one. If I had to score round one, I'd say I'd score it toward Michael Johnson because Johnson was looking good. Hands were good. Kicks were good. Takedown defense was good. And he was like giving it to Diego Ferreira. Real quick, looked like- real quick, just to,
1: just to hop in on that. You are correct. This was this was his first fight since December of 2021. Ferreira, Fij- uh, I'm referring to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just want to
1: follow it up and give you that, yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you. Like, Yeah, like, round one, definitely you'd have to give it to Johnson because Johnson was dominating on the feet, all aspects of the game. Then round two happened. Um, Mm. The thing about Fajeda is, like, he's actually more of a grappler by nature. If you look at most of his finishes, they've come via the way of submission. So that's what a lot of people are expecting coming this way. But then he did something. I think he set it up with an initial high kick kind of got, or it was a kick to the body, kind of got Johnson's hands to drop a little bit, and then throws a left, throws a right overhead. Now, here's the thing. If you listen to this without audio, it looks like the overhand, like, kind of barely glanced Michael Johnson in round two. But then you hear, like, the look, like, oh, it actually hit him, hit him, right? Like, I think, was it It Brendan Fitzgerald? Yeah, Brendan Fitzgerald was saying, like, it hit the hippocampus. I was like, damn. That's like, that's a next level precision, but. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I didn't need to know at that detail, bro. Right, like, but, but dude, Johnson was out before he hit the canvas. That's how devastating of a knockout this was, like, like.
1: Devastating, heartbreaking. Painful. Yeah,
0: it was hard to see, and you could tell it kind of. Hit Diego a little word, too, because he ran over to Johnson. It didn't look like he was trying to finish the job. It looked like he was legitimately concerned um, for his opponent, right? Because homie had tears in his eyes. But there's a lot of emotions that go into fighting, right? Especially if you're coming off of a a layaway and you're just like, do I still got it in me? Or if you're, like, not that dude who's, like, out here trying to give people concussions. But, you know, it happens, it happens. But that being said, super strong showing for Fajada. For Michael Johnson, man, it's like he's been at it a long time. You can't just keep getting hit like this, bro. But I'm going to pass it over to Matt, man. What you think?
1: Hang the gloves up, Mike. Yeah. I'm saying this as a motherfucker that for real has been a fan of Michael Johnson for, like, some time. Hang them gloves up, dog. It's time. Hmm. Like, it's time. Like, he's been stopped a lot of times in his career. Um, and initially, it was submission stuff. And submissions are fine, especially because he wasn't getting like put out cold. At least in most of those like scenarios, right? Right, right. But now we're getting into a territory of like double That's digit great. losses. Yeah, and the KOs are starting like they They're starting to pick up. Yeah, like the Justin Gaethje TKO. That was a tough one, but you tough through that. But then the Josh Emmett one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you get These
0: are all hard hitters, too.
1: Yeah. Now you got Fajada and you basically went out the same way you went out when you fought Josh Emmett. Um, You know, it's just starting to get scary to watch. Like, yeah. I kind of
0: like I get nervous. About you hit the nail on the head right, right there. Now. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. It's scary it's to like, watch.
1: I don't want to see his, you know, I don't want to see him in. You know, what I mean, look he's a dog no but i'm not taking any Uh credit away from michael johnson at all but i think it's time to just cool out man that's really my only thoughts on it it just i i didn't like what i saw and i was like man i think that's it man yeah i and again i respect michael johnson a lot i really really do i really really do but man i i don't like respectfully i just kind of don't want to keep seeing him fight yeah yeah um with that note, uh, whether you, you, you want to see somebody <laughs> fight or not, Andre Fialio and versus Joaquin Buckley because he got something to do, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Andre Fialio, this man fought like five times last year. He fought January, April, May, June, <laughs> and November. He covered his whole career the UFC, Bro, dog. what's up with you, dog? Bro got in the UFC and said the, the fights aren't going to fight themselves. <laughs> and he been live by the gun, die by the gun ever since. He came in and he's uh this time he was matched up with Joaquin Buckley, who was newly coming down to the weight class. Correct. Um well not necessarily newly, but coming at back to UFC, the weight class right? for the first time. And this is definitely his uh it was his UFC debut at 170. First of all, I want to say he looked amazing. Like physically, it's like he was a little less bulky, obviously than you would expect. You know, fifteen pounds is a lot. He's great at one seventy.
0: Yeah,
1: I was like, man, maybe one seventy is the weight class that this dude should be at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Again, that was just my opinion uh, of it in that instance. So very early on, um, Joaquin Buckley is throwing this one-two head kick. And I mean, he's throwing it a lot in the first round. And I mean, he and Andre Fialio, if you know anything about either of these guys, neither guy's shy. Yeah. Nobody's shy. Neither guy is gonna is afraid to get in there and mix it up. And get in there and fight you and just look, whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna go out or you're gonna go out. But this, you know, this how this Gary go down. And um, man, the the one-two head kick, he just kept throwing it, kept throwing it. And Sure enough, after buzzing Andre Fialio with a hard right hand, he goes kind of stumbling back. One, two. What does he throw, TJ? Head, Head kick. kick. Puts Andre Fialio down. Now, I'm not privy to if there was any beef or anything ahead of the time uh, prior to this fight, but he definitely hey. stood right over him after the referee waved it off and punched him one more time in the face.
0: It, it's not off brand for Buckley. Ah. Well, <laughs> with that, I'll he's, gonna, he's gotten in trouble before. Hey, remember what was our boy, uh, Razak? Razak, like, had oh, that yeah. whole rant, like, 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 where we were like, we were off air, like, girl, like Why is he, he so mad? This nigga, that mad, the African way, like, what yeah. did he do? And yeah, then,
1: bro, he was so mad. He like, was he was so furious. mad, bro. Like, <laughs>
0: like, what did he do? And I was like, Okay, so Bunny might be on one um uh but but nah uh andre fialio man the dude is always down to scrap like always i like there there are fighters like mike davis who just can't seem to get fights booked and then there's andre fialio it's like bro at least whatever hookup you have share the wealth with some of the other fighters man because some of these guys need it. like fialio came out of like nowhere low-key and he was like yeah i'm in this uh fight nights pay-per-views doesn't matter graduation night i'm there we fight man um but yeah uh i I mean you hit the nail on the head it was like it was the one two the head kick but you know what though this is why i was kind of like uh almost ruined for fialio because like we've covered so much of his career i've low-key become a fan of him because he's like that staunch like i'm gonna just use my hands. think about that matt though he got into the UFC with the strength of his hands in, like, the modern era. Right? Like, that's yeah. saying something. That's saying something. Like, still trying to be a specialist. Like, Bro,
1: say, it, what if and, I just and, knock your ass out? Right, <laughs> like, right, I got, right. I got black belt in jiu-jitsu. What if I just knock your ass out? <laughs> right. Then what? It's like,
0: okay. That's a strong argument, sir. <laughs> um, But, yeah, uh, here's the thing, though. We were seeing a more patient Fialio this time around. He had made changes. Matt, what did he do that we have damn near never seen him do the in this fight? Kicks. He threw, like, two or three kicks, right? So the dude had a game plan going, and he was throwing, like, kicks to the body, kicks to the head, he was connecting. His hands were as sharp as ever, and his eyes, like, never wavered. There was one thing he kept doing where I was like, oh, he might catch Buckley. It was like anytime Buckley, like, kind of came in with the blitz, uh, going forward toward the cage, and, like, Fialio had his back to the cage, he would kind of slip the punches, angle off a little bit, maybe slightly bounce off the cage, but try to catch Buckley with a... He'd, like, tag him with a left or a right, depending on, like, which which direction they were going in. But he was also having success off of that, and there were a few instances where it looked like he stunned Buckley a few times with his right hand. Mm-hmm. Um But with that being said, man, Buckley had a pretty solid game plan. Like, from the start, he was planting those seeds with the... With the one-two head kick, bro. And sure enough, it connected. I think it was Brendan Fitzgerald who kept on saying shin to chin. I was like, man, that is a dope ass thing to say right there. Cause yeah, that's shin what to happened. Chin is shin what to happen. chin, bro. And like, like he was out. And I think the ref hesitated because for a second it looked like Fialio was gonna get back up to his feet, but then he was also still rather dazed. And it was just like, no, ref, don't just let him, you know, stop strikes with his face like just to stop it then buckley did what buckley does uh that's all i gotta say that's all i gotta say i got nothing else to add Um, oh we will probably see fialio again (laughs) let's be um, real
1: yeah we will let's make sure this suspension sticks (laughs) this motherfucker try to come back
0: he will appeal it he will fight it He will just show up under another name. He's like, no, man, I'm DeAndre Fialio. I'm DeAndre Fialio. I'm DeAndre Fialio.
1: It's so stupid. It should not be funny, but it is.
0: Oh, man. You cool Um, if I take us into the next one?
1: Yeah, man, go ahead. All
0: right, we got Emily Gordinha Ducote uh, versus Lupita Lupi Godinez um this was at a catch weight from 120 because this was a super short notice fight for both fighters uh they came in both weighing at around like 119 119 and a half um i'm guessing they couldn't make uh what was it straw weight that's 115 or was it uh atom weight uh 115
1: 115
0: yeah i'm guessing they couldn't make 115 uh that being said man this fight was super entertaining and and here's something you got to know about Lupi godinez right she's fighting for mexico by way of vancouver canada but very guess, interesting yes well they talked about her life story right like some stuff happened when she was a kid they had to make that move over to canada but guess guess who she's been training with because she's known mostly as a wrestler guess who she's been training with matt well she's in mexico so guess. i know Team you even... los, los, lobos? los lobos bro and here's the thing about los lobos you know hands. it's them because those hands are always geometrically perfect i don't and know what it is Cannot right? be mistaken they can't be mistaken we've seen it with irena Aldana. we've seen it with alexa grosso current champ right we've seen it with uh diego lopez was that last week or the week before i forget when uh, uh lopez fought uh uh Eloy and like damn near mm-hmm. like put him into a pretzel right but those lobos los lobos mma those signature hands bro like it's it's kind of there's something about that that's really cool to me that you can see a signature style emerging from like one school you know what i'm saying like 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 it doesn't matter who it is you might not even know lupi godinez's background but you're like i know los lobos when i see it anyway um so we got these two fighters right they're meeting up and let me tell you something round one godinez establishes the tone pretty early hands hands baby right all hands that low slowest precision coupled with calf kicks she hit a calf kick on ducote early on while ducote was getting ready to shift weight for a punch Damner sent her careening toward the canvas right um it was just insane like that first round was just the loopy godinez show featuring emily ducote right round two Much, much better round for Ducote. She was starting to scrap back a little bit, listen to her corner. They were like, hey, you can't be last. You got to be first. Let those hands go. Let those feet go. And it started looking a little bit even. I would have given round two to Emily Ducote, and it was like about 1919 at this point, right? Then round three, as much as Ducote was competitive in the second round, it was still really the Godina show because, again, I'm saying it for like the umpteen time now, that Los Lobos MMA boxing is something different. Because even though Ducote was, like, kind of scrapping with her, Godinez was getting the edge. Like, those Los Lobos' hands are just way more sharp, way more precise. It ended up being a unanimous decision win for Lupi Godinez. Clearly, uh, especially if you look at damage dealt, they didn't even look like they were in the same fight. Uh, I scored it 29-28, and it looks like a lot of the judges scored it that way as well. Um, but, yeah, 29-28 unanimous decision win for Lupi Godinez. And again, on short notice. Uh, what do you think, Matt?
1: man look i thought that this was on to me this was probably the most competitive fight that i saw of the night it was super fucking entertaining it was the push pull of the first two rounds um and ultimately uh, lupita's hands shining through and yeah. getting her through that last round uh my brother and i have a saying uh that we we've you know had all throughout us being, you know, training and all that. And uh it always comes back to the hands. Mm. When you get tired, when you get exhausted, when you don't been wrestling and kicking and you can't shoot a double. You can't throw that roundhouse. You could throw that one, two. You mm. gonna have to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> And it, to me, that's really what it came down to. It came back to the hands, man. Uh, you know, he was I mean, not he I'm sorry. Lupita just did what needed to be done. She pressed the gas man at the end. And just the the persistence, the cleanness of that jab. Oh, my God. Like, obviously, I know the jab is the foundation of anything. And it's been great to see like people put respect, the jab. Man. Yeah, people, like, really working more and more on the jab, especially in MMA, because it hasn't really been used as much. But, yeah, yeah, man, I I thought it was a beautiful performance overall. Would you mind actually doing the the next one, too?
0: We have Edmund Shabazian, the golden boy, Mm -hmm. versus Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. If he doesn't change his name to Anthony Namor Hernandez, he is missing out on some glorious marketing and sponsorship opportunities.
1: Fucking Anthony, damn dog, is you okay? Damn, Uh, what did I do?
0: We will will definitely touch on that very soon. But, like, Edmund Shabazian, right? Like, this is a dude who is down to scrap. Like, his karate style, very effective. The man can get some KO, TKO finishes when he needs to, Right. Um, so we had Edmund Shibazian on one time, then we have Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, who we've covered on the podcast before. Like we covered his fight against uh Marc Andre Barrio back in September of last year. We may have even covered his fight against Josh Fremd, uh now that I think about it, back in April of 2022, but he caught that submission against uh Barrio back in September of last year. Now, mm-hmm. this is what I'm gonna say. That first round, the Shibazian show the golden boy, if you will, right? The golden hour, if you will, right? Because it goes by golden boy. Because he was throwing those hands. He wobbled Anthony Hernandez a little bit. And we were just like, oh, shit. Like, this may be like a one and done, one hitter quitter. Uh, His rib cage looks asymmetrical. This man has seen some karate fights back in his day. He's the truth. Then round two and round three happened. And I was like, oh, shit. I forgot Anthony Hernandez, when he gets pissed off, he tries to kill people. And um I just had to ask myself, what did Edmund Shabazzian do to make this dude that mad? Because there was a point, <laughs> there was a point in round two where it's like, Edmund Hernandez tried to choke this man in every way possible. And I'm just saying like, oh, he got a guillotine and he tried to crank him. I mean, he did guillotine. He did Darse. He did guillotine again. He did, like, all these submission variations. Like, you know what? Oh, you know what it is, Matt? I know exactly when Anthony Hernandez was like, all right, I got to put this dude out. Ooh. It was in round one when apparently Shibazian had the audacity to try to get him in an armbar. He was like, you're going to try to jujitsu me? Like Ooh, and, then, yes. and then round two and round three happened. Because eventually, what went down in round three? He took his ass right back down and TKO'd him. Like, I'd imagine, you know, uh I've been, I've taken jiu Jitsu for a while now, and I know what chokes feel like that shit gases you out. uh oh. lack of oxygen to the brain doesn't allow for very clear thinking, if you will. so uh, yeah, there there was not much left and and uh clearly Anthony Hernandez fluffy just fucking capitalized on it and got that TKO finish. Um, which honestly, too, it's like that's an impressive win for him to have. It was like a really good showing for him. Uh, don't sleep on Fluffy. That's all I'll say there. What'd you think, Matt? God damn. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, we, we've covered him before. Um, we've covered, I want to say, we've covered some of these Edmund Shabazzian fights uh, before, too. Definitely not as many fights, right? Um, but I feel like we've covered both guys a decent amount. Man, Edmund Shabazzian has had a man, he's had a really rough go of it. Hasn't yeah. he? Like yeah. this this last him, little run has not yeah. been great for him. He um pretty much, once he ran into Derek Brunson, it just, you know, taking three straight, bouncing back to one and then taking another one, and it's another stoppage loss. Um, not ideal. I don't know, man. I think maybe he might need to. I wouldn't even necessarily say switch teams or anything like that. I just think maybe he had the wrong game plan, maybe weight class that might could, that possibly could be an option. Um, man, because it was just, it was like two different fights happened.
0: Yeah. There's a stark contrast between round one and round two. Yeah, Everything
1: after round one is a whole different fight. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, more or less is really the only thing I could say, like following up on that, you know, not to not to be like, you know, too short about it. I think you just kind of covered it pretty, uh, you know, pretty well. So. Um,
0: well, with
1: that. Do you want to take us into the main event? I don't really, but I will. It hurts. Uh, it hurts. We got the main event was Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Um, Mackenzie Dern. Being
0: oh, excuse me, one second.
1: I'll edit that out. Uh, we got McKenzie Dern. <laughs> we got McKenzie Dern, uh, pretty much coming in, uh, coming off of a recent loss to uh, Shao Nan, uh, Nan, Yan Xiao Nan, sorry, mm-hmm. um, which was back in October of last year, and we see now because where Yan Xiao Nan is, yeah. And, you know, she took a little bit of time off and she was looking to come back and she came back against Angela Hill. Angela Hill has been essentially a contender for the entirety of her UFC career. And a fun fact about pretty much her UFC career is that um, almost, well, virtually all of her MMA fights are literally all of her MMA experience. Hmm. She literally had the one fight on ultimate fighter
0: and then then, then, sign her up
1: yeah and then she fought like in one other promotion got in the ufc they bounced it back to invicta wins the title in invicta and then comes back to the ufc and just permanently you know just maintains herself to be a fixture Mm -hmm. um now very uh interestingly enough Angela Hill was coming off two back-to-back wins. Off ironically, of two women who fought off today, of Emily Ducote and yeah. Peter goldenness she yeah. had defeated both of these women um, prior to this fight tonight. So things were looking good. You know, it looked like she was kind of on a turning things around. And then uh, look, I don't know what they fed Mackenzie Dern, but Mackenzie Dern decided that she was going to spell Mac in all capital last night because. What's- she was so ferocious. I've never seen her like this. Like, you think the the yawn loss was kind of like man, maybe that turned her up and just told her she had to get more aggressive. I don't know because like the heat but through but that she was just throwing off of those punches, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. the the knees, the aggressive uh jujitsu attack, which is not anything new, but like the way that she was going about it, the jujitsu, I mean, the judo tosses, the, the grounded pounds. She just was like, man, she was on her ass. Like she like Angela Hill owed her money and, you know, fair play as they say to to Angela Hill, man, because Angela Hill didn't go nowhere. She did not try to run from the smoke. She wasn't trying to stall. Angela Hill fought every minute of that fight, but every minute of that fight, Angela Hill was ice skating, uphill against 60 mile mile an hour wind. damn like yo it was just it just seemed like she just didn't have an answer man in any way she could not do anything it was so crazy to witness it was so crazy to witness Mm. oh man yeah uh obviously if you could tell if you couldn't tell mckenzie Dern won. mckenzie darn ended up um winning a unanimous decision all five rounds however both women walked away with a little bit extra they won fight of the night um just for that fight uh if for nothing else man if literally if for nothing else just the pure heart uh of angela hill and you know just the grit and to be able to push through man she really did do a tremendous job so you know hats off to her and you know that's a that was the fight <laughs> you yeah. know that was that was the fights man yeah yeah that was the fights um what we do have coming up next week is well actually not next week in two weeks yeah we have uh kai car france your boy. Versus amir albazi
0: which i and think we've covered some of his fights i think
1: we might we may
0: have we've definitely covered uh kai car francis versus uh Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. uh we cover Albazi versus Costa. You oh, we might have covered uh Albazi versus Jumagulov. I think. Ah, maybe right, not. Right. Maybe not. That sounds familiar. It sounds like one of our first, uh like yeah, one of our earliest. Uh uh, maybe it was like one of our archive episodes. Could be. But I mean, who
1: knows? We will see. We've been at this uh, for a little bit now. Yeah, we have. Uh, on the boxing front. We do not have anything really substantial uh, coming next week, um, with the exception of we have Lawrence O'Coley defending his WBO Cruiserweight title against Chris Billman Smith in the 12-round contest. So Mm -hmm. other than that, it's going to be kind of quiet on the combat sports front until about June 3rd. Mm -hmm. Um, Until then, uh, it's been cool to have you guys rocking with us. This has been another episode of the Now Minds You podcast. This has been another episode of the Combat Sports version of the Now Minds You podcast. Also now on YouTube. Rock with us. Um, you can follow me at Matt Hambrick wherever you'd like to get your social
0: media. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J. You can find me on Instagram at tuss skate That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. And y'all can find Bryce on Instagram at Ashe underscore Onsa. That's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A. And bay
1: bay. <laughs> that's right. And you can follow us at Now Mind You Podcast, wherever you'd like to get your social media and wherever you'd like to get your podcast. And you know what? Wherever you'd like to get your videos, which we know is YouTube, because you're probably on YouTube now. And If you're not on YouTube right now, Go on YouTube right now and follow the Not Mind You podcast. After the episode is over. After this episode is <laughs> over. Don't, don't cut this episode off. Listen to this to the end and then listen to it again on YouTube. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace.